1: Welcome to Light Years. We're recording this Thursday, February 2nd, 8.30 p.m. after the Warriors have lost, 134-117 to the Denver Nuggets. Sitting across from me, I got Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, I I feel like losing to the Nuggets on a back-to-back. I was honestly surprised Steph even played, but no Draymond, no Clay. Expected. Like the loss itself is not surprising. With that said, it doesn't mean frustrations don't come out while you're watching it because the Warriors started really hot and it looked like they might be able to pull a little upset tonight.
2: Yeah. I mean, yes, all of that. Um, I thought it was interesting. You know, Steph said the other day that he was kind of campaigning. It's never players that want to do the load management and sit out. And he was campaigning Max. to play both uh, both sides of the uh, the back-to-back. And I think the follow-up question was, like, do you expect your campaigning to be successful? And he said, yeah, actually, kind of. So I was surprised, much like you were, um, to see Steph play. The other the other part of this is low-key Denver is the most difficult back-to-back in, in the league. Yeah, yeah that's that's the, the part I didn't even say. Like, of all back-to-backs, flying to altitude, where they have a built-in home court in general. So that's part of it. That's a lot mm-hmm. of it. Playing in the altitude is part of it. The other thing that a lot of people don't know, unless, you know, you, you've kind of experienced this, is the Denver airport is farthest nice. away from actual Denver, like where you stay, of anywhere it's, in the league. It's, it's, like a, a, 45 it's a very minutes. inconvenient flight. So to have it be the second, yeah, and it takes, right, it takes like 45 minutes to get from the airport to your hotel. So especially if it's the second night of a back-to-back, you're already going to be getting into wherever you would be flying late. And then to have to do that and have the extra 45 minutes, it just that and the altitude just make Denver the worst back to back in the league. So not surprising. I thought the Warriors played reasonably well and it was kind of an even game for all of it, except for that like 90 second stretch where Steph threw the ball to the other team a bunch of times and and Denver went on that 16-0 run
1: yeah and and to, to your point on it like i mean fitz mentioned multiple times oh you don't get into your hotel room at three in the morning and that sort of thing but it is it is kind of a thing it didn't no, know i could probably, it is a thing yes yeah so you know all things considered lost not surprising it, it stings more because they lost the game they should have won the night before in minnesota mm-hmm. and now the warriors are back to 500 um they have not been more than two games over 500 all season, which is both surprising and unsurprising
2: at the same time. If you've watched every game, it's not surprising. Yeah. So after, all- after that start, did they start three, was it three and seven? Is that right? Correct. Correct. So after they got to uh, two games under, whenever the first time they were two games under, have they been more than two games under or more than two games over ever since? Um, I'd have to check the
1: under because I feel like they've hit three games under a couple of times, but like your point, your, your, your big picture points accurate. Like they haven't particularly stretched far from 500 in either direction. Anytime it feels like they're going to, they go on a a little winning streak. Anytime it feels like they're going to expand, they go on a losing streak. Just kind of sucks. I don't know how else to put it. Um, At some point it's just who they are, right? It is just kind of who they are. Like you could make the case you, Draymond's value was exemplified tonight, uh, by not being out there. Like mm-hmm. Denver, I don't know, their effort level. I, what, what would you give it as B minus? I mean, that might be kind. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it, they felt like a team who was just like, we can put these guys away when we want to, and we're not going to extend more energy than we need to. Um, and they're right. You know, without Draymond, the Warriors are not a good defensive team. Even if Looney and Wiggins are good defensive players and they have the bones of a potentially good defensive team, they're not a good mm-hmm. defensive team without Draymond. Uh, and Denver took advantage of it. Um, that said, like I don't know, we can keep going through it. Like uh, here, here's a question I've wanted to ask you. I've been okay. I've been toying with it. I don't know what to make of Andrew Wiggins anymore. Um, yeah. he he had the. Season of his career and playoff run to kind of right the wrongs, like all mm-hmm. the negative stereotypes about him. And it's earned. And he also had a f- amazing start to the season, mm-hmm. but he's not been good since he's been back from the injury. He had a couple decent games. Tonight was another, you know, I don't really care that he was three for 14. Shoot well, I do, to be fair. But shoot the ball, you well, but it's just like the overall impact and, and that sort of stuff. It's
2: just, it feels very kind of stuck in mud and, it's I, and feels I don't, very, the worst of Minnesota Wiggins. Is that what you're, that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Not that bad,
1: but yeah, I mean, it it does feel like something needs to change there. And I, I just don't know, you know, if it's a combo of coming back off injury and nothing with the Warriors being right, or if it's something bigger, I'm tempted to just say like, man, Everyone's everyone's off on this team, so it's like I don't want to point to anyone. I I think it's
2: the same thing, right? Like, yes. So it's the same thing as like he's. It's a microcosm of the Warriors, right? They've been up and down at different times, right? Wiggins mm -hmm. started the year incredibly. The Warriors did not, but at some point, I think you can say the same thing about Wiggins as you can say about the Warriors. Like at some point, this far into the season, maybe this is just who he is this season. Maybe this is just who the Warriors are this season. It doesn't mean there aren't reasons for it, right? Like, Wiggins has had a very strange injury and sickness, what, last two months? Mm -hmm. But at this point, he's been back long enough to get his legs back on Dermot and get his timing back, and he's been just bad. There are reasons why the Warriors have been very up and down and just decidedly mediocre. But at some point, the reasons don't really matter anymore, and this is just what it is. Yeah, at some point, it's like,
1: this is who you are until you give me 10 games in a row to tell me, Things have changed, you know. I'm no longer going to be able to react to two hot games of being like the season changing,
2: you know. It's, it's just like kinda... it's like the it's like a plane analogy, right? Like if a plane mm-hmm. is taking off, like there is still a runway, there's still enough time left for the Warriors to, you know, fly the plane and take off and get to whatever heights that they hope to get to. Mm-hmm. But you're running out of runway here.
1: Yeah. We have a quick update on the Draymond situation. Draymond okay. sat tonight with a left calf. The only reason I'm a little concerned about it. Is calf is what led to back last year? Right. Steve Kerr in the post game uh, press conference goes, "Draymond Green calf tightness. The belief is it's something minor, but he'll get it checked out when we're home." Mm, well, right. They are. Steve doesn't like to comment on injuries because in the past he has and he's gotten in trouble, so he does this. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there, but I don't love it. To be honest with no, you. No, the
2: soft tissue stuff with Draymond always makes me nervous.
1: No, given how he plays, not great. So, But we'll see. I, I, I'll leave it at that. I, I'm i not going to concern an injury thing I don't know anything about. We also got a super chat from our guy Awesome. Can't keep punting these back-to-backs. They're running out of games. Another one on Tuesday. Can they stop wasting our time and start to rebuild or not? First off, he is correct. There are officially only 30 games left in the season. Like at some point you got to make a run or you don't, you know, like you said, yeah. maybe this is who they are, but
2: it is, you know, 30 games here. There are reasons for optimism. Give me them. But well, I mean the, the starting five, well, I guess it's not the starting five anymore because, because Steve is obsessed with starting Jordan pool, which I, I understand in one, one st- in mm-hmm. uh, one part, because pool is good when he starts and terrible when he doesn't. But the starting five that started the season is still the best five man group in the league. And Poole and Steph and Clay together are just awful. There's no, there is the eye test fails, the analytics fail. Um, So the optimism is okay, there's, there you have the best five man group maybe in the league. That's a reason for optimism. Once you get to the playoffs, you don't really have to play more than eight guys. That's a reason for optimism because the first eight are pretty good. There's yeah. also reasons for pessimism, which is why you get what the Warriors are right now. Which is 500. The part that is, the part to answer, like part of the answer of that question, like can we get it together or start the rebuild already? I think, and you and I were texting about this a second ago, I think it kind of goes back to the beginning of the year and I will call it death by half measures. Like, part of it's on Kerr. How much of that is Bob Myers? How much of that is the front office? We don't know. So this gets laid at who plays gets laid at Steve Kerr's feet because that's the only person we can say that person is making that decision. But I mean, Steve lets you know what he thinks. This is the first, we'll
1: talk about James Wiseman in a few minutes. First game Wiseman's played in 2023. Yeah. Yeah, Literally in the new year. And he's been healthy for the last five or so. Um, So he's letting you know by not playing him what he Mm -hmm. thinks. Um,
2: But, But he played him at the beginning of the year. And, and he kind promptly
1: of, pulled him out of the and rotation. And kind of
2: and kind of played Kaminga, but not really. Kind of played Moody, but not really. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors also were losing games during this time. So, if you're not developing the young guys and you're not winning games, you're stuck in the middle. And it's like if you have two quarterbacks, you have neither. Our Niners just lost on Sunday, right? But if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. You have four the quarterbacks, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half, but sure. So like it it's death by half measures. They're accomplishing neither side of it. Alan saying, I don't see how you blame Kerr for the roster to clarify.
1: I don't think either of us are blaming Kerr for the roster. We're blaming misalignment
2: on. Yeah. I'm not not blaming Kerr Kerr, for the the roster. roster. On Just everyone, everyone. you, You would know better than me, but like even you who knows about as well as anybody who's not inside the organization, we don't have an answer for what portion of why one guy is playing and not playing. How much of that is Steve? How much of that is Bob Myers? How much of that is Joe Lacob? We don't have the answer to that. So all we can do is say, point at the coach and say, you're playing this guy and maybe you should be playing this guy. Here's how I see it.
1: Front office clearly was hoping that they could develop guys into roles while keeping them at a title level. The coaching staff at some point with the terrible start decided that was not possible because... Coaches are more concerned with winning games today mm-hmm. than big picture. So particularly, and Steve has said this like five times, you know, like I feel an obligation to my guys to, to go for a title. And he should feel an obligation. They've won four titles together. Mm-hmm. As long as he has Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and they're able to compete with anyone. And they still are very much. Um, maybe the roster is not, but those three guys I still feel like if they have the right team, they can hang with anyone in the NBA. And there's Agreed. not a lot of guys. How, how many guys, how many teams in the NBA can say their core can do that? Five? Yeah, I mean Milwaukee, I'm,
2: I'm, like Milwaukee.
1: You know the Lakers, the Celtics, are mess, but like you know, you put the right team around LeBron, they're always in the mix. The Celtics, uh, same could be said for the Nets, who are playing yeah. well right now. Like yeah. I don't want to see a good team around KD.
2: And we thought Tyrese. maybe the Suns at one point, but they're the biggest. No, I never I, never, I never,
1: I never bought them. I was, I, right. I was always. That's I call I sniffed that one out from the beginning, um, biased or not, I did. You know I
2: you know I had to tee you up for that one
1: <laughs> just, just well, my, lay my that one is, my, my point is that fastball for you my point is I get it uh, but now like you said and maybe the, they won last year let's let's yeah, be honest they absolutely. won last they won last year and that had doing them the same double thing, basically yeah but they didn't have as many kids on the roster last year and no, the no, kids no, didn't
2: play dude doing the same thing meaning relying on the we can develop young guys and we'll rely on our core the problem is it that, that takes an incredible amount of confidence and when it doesn't go well at the beginning of the year you still have mm. to have the confidence that we're still riding with this anyway my my issue is like at this point what is the plan they're stuck in the, they're stuck in between here's here's what i think the difference between last year and this year is auto porter and bialitza and gp2 correct
1: but let, let, let's call it what it is they got incredibly high-level production from veteran minimum contracts, uh, and I don't think Steve Kerr really had to develop the young guys in a meaningful way because none of them played in the playoffs. He may have given Kuminga run in the regular season, but it was Otto Porter and GP two, yeah, and Bealisa and Damian Lee and those guys in the playoffs. JTA, um, yeah. and this year they don't have those veteran minimum guys, and I don't think that speaks to a front office problem with finding veteran minimum guys. I think that's just the nature of veteran minimums. That some is, years, you is hit, some years you don't, I think they think their plan was smarter than it was. And maybe they just got lucky with veteran minimums last year. And the coach never had to figure out how to develop guys and make them meaningful this year. Guys like Jamichael green. That's more your classic veteran minimum. The guy plays hard. Yeah. He certainly has a role. He's not a ten million dollar player you magically stole for one million dollars, which is what Otto Porter was and GP two was. Yeah, and because of that, the inability to develop those guys, those young guys around the core, now looks way worse. Because last year, if Kuminga or why we- I mean Wiseman didn't play a minute last year, but if like Kuminga or Moody are unable to play, it's fine. Otto's got it, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Now they don't have the training wheels and it shows how
2: un, how little depth they have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm the way, the reason I'm saying you're doing it again, like nobody wanted, like nobody, I mean, Kerr did, but Steph didn't want, didn't want GP two last year. It, it was the same thing, right? Because you and I sat on this very show a handful of times, at least and said, what are they doing? Trade the young guys for somebody that can help they had the confidence not to do that. And it worked. I mean, did they It looks like they're running it back? I just want to, they've aborted mission like a few weeks in. I just want to be
1: clear. Bob Myers publicly admitted. They tried to acquire players at the deadline and couldn't get it done last
2: year. No, I mean, I know. I mean, before the season, even, Oh, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Um, And and you're the, the point you're making though, is a good one about like what you do generally with veteran minimum guys, right? Like, Auto Porter and GP two were both home run minimum home runs. They were home runs last year. Bializa was a double, maybe. Usually, like those, you know, those guys. Those guys, you every now and then you find every once in a while. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you get this. You get what you're seeing now, right? The the Mm -hmm. reason the reason Jamichael Green is a is a veteran minimum guy. There's like two categories. There are either guys that can do one thing and that's it, Mm -hmm. or they can do a little bit of everything but they can only do it once every five games. Right. Not at a level that makes you want to give them more than a veteran
1: minimum. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a yeah. reason. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I, Nick Batum is an example of a guy a couple of years ago who was very clear. Uh, he was going to be a steal as a veteran minimum. Yeah. But
2: those guys don't come along every year. Those you know? guys are the guys that are on terrible teams. Sure. It's a complex of factors. Quit. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. They, they just quit because they're on a terrible team, and then they get bought out.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: All right, Solomon's Tech brings this up for us. There's no optimism, Aaron. We're 52 games in with the best starting five, and we're 500. A trade won't fix the turnovers either. I disagree with him. And here's where I disagree. I think they need to shake up the roster just for, like, emotional karma. Like, it it does – part of their terrible play right now is – Dog day frustration mixed with a team that's mediocre, you know, like there, there is something to be said, like you add, um, a player who can play and there's a little more pep and Draymond. on step. Clay's a little happier. Steph is a little more excited. Jordan pool doesn't feel like he's, you know, the butt of all the problems. I don't know if that's how he feels, but just, it does feel like he's, he's carrying a larger load than he should, And you know, and on down the line, right? Like sometimes those yeah. type of things help.
2: So I agree, Solomon. That a trade won't fix the turnovers. I agree with that because the main culprits on the, in the turnovers are guys that are still going to have the ball all the time. Staff, Poole, Draymond, like those guys are still going to. No matter who you go get, those guys are going to have the ball all the time, and they are they're turnover prone. But tonight was a great reason or a great encapsulation of why the Warriors probably do need to do something. They had they were missing one front court player, Draymond Green. And that forced very good one. And the, yeah, he's great. he's all of, you know all of that. but just in the rotation, you subtract one front court player, and they were forced to play somebody they haven't played in a month and a half, who wasn't any good before that, because the other option would have been Anthony Lamb, who's a two-way guy that wasn't available. Can we talk can we talk Wiseman? I meant to get to this way
1: earlier. Uh, first minutes. In 2023, first minute since uh, December 29th. Obviously, he got injured, missed a couple of weeks there. Then, since he's come back, he hasn't got any minutes. It kind of ties to the overarching point: should
2: he have been playing? What do you think of his miss tonight? Should he have been playing more? Should he have been playing more pre- Like since he's returned, since he's been healthy? You mean? Yes, obviously. Like the last five I, games t- or so.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, because because let's be real about it, Minnesota they played seven and a half guys, and that factored in heavily to that loss. And they've been doing that, you know, seven to eight man rotation for a few nights now where, um, you know, older
2: core, thin rotation, like shocker, they look tired. Should they, should Wiseman have played more? Yes. I mean, he's not any good, but the only way he has a chance of being any good is if he gets to play. Um, and again, like if you're not going to play him in this situation, then you're never going to play him, which we had last time I was on, we had this conversation, like, I think it was because Looney had four fouls in the first half and he didn't play. So my question was why not send him to the G league then? Um, so yeah, he should have been playing more. Would that have led to any wins, more wins? I don't know, but this is, goes back to the beginning of the year. You're not winning games anyway. So you may as well do something, try to develop him. Um, there's a chance he could develop.
1: Do you think you're playing hindsight bias on that one? Cause it's like, now we know they're not winning those games. <laughs> So, you know, all that, well, but this, that goes with back a short-sided rotation, like, of course, if you told me they'd be 26 and 26 at this point, I'd have been like, I, well, I hope Wiseman got developed. Right. You know?
2: That's fair. It, it's That's it, fair, but that goes, in in some some ways that goes ways back.
1: It, I was going to say, in some ways, this is the worst-case scenario. They're yes, not winning is.
2: games, and they haven't developed any. Anyway. Correct. But that is why I went back and said earlier that what they did last year, it ended up working. But to stick to that plan requires a ton of confidence. It requires uh, uh, specifically in the core, right? You think the core is good enough, even last year without evidence, I mean, without recent evidence, you think the core is good enough that you can do both. They went into this year thinking the core is good enough, we can do both. They tried to do both kind of at the beginning and then aborted mission because it wasn't working. So, it takes the confidence, like it's not looking back at it. It is saying you have to have the confidence that these guys can carry you and you can still play the guys or else the whole thing is sunk. Yes, Wiseman should have been playing more. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I think you hit it actually
1: five minutes ago. Um, it's half measures across the board. That's frustrating. Commit to playing them and live with the result. Or move them and be all in, but this whole like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, and we're 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 gonna do all these things. It's shockingly, it's leading you to being a middle of the road team. <laughs> it gives you twenty five and twenty five, or whatever they twenty six and twenty six. But 26 you know, it's still five hundred. So mm-hmm. it's tiresome. It's tiresome at this point. Um, but there's still that have, thing like in the back we have of your a week- head.
2: Where you go, like, if they can just make it to the playoffs. Like, do you? you I still think they're the favorites in the West. Oh. I think Denver's the best team in the West. But I don't think Denver can beat the Warriors. I don't know. Um, I'm with
1: you where I can't count out the core of this team. Like, I need to see it happen. I need to see them explode in the playoffs before I believe it'll happen. Like, I i've watched this team for a decade um i've said this i'm going down with the ship you know like whatever whatever it may be you know steph clay draymond like they are the greatest core that the warriors have had in my lifetime and i'd be shocked if i ever see a better one in my lifetime right you will not yeah I'm, i'm playing math here i'm Definitely not living. I mean, okay, like unless you
2: you, unless you want to go back four years, right, and include Durant, but other than that, sure. But
1: even with that, that's just a cherry on top of the same core. But my point stands. You know, I I don't think you're going to see three guys stick with the franchise for over a decade and give you four rings. You know, six finals appearance and and all that sort of stuff. Like this is, you know, there's like five teams in NBA history who've done that type of stuff. So that's that's neither here nor there. I have a hard time picking against him, but yeah, I feel that way. We got one more question to get to real quick. That's just more of a comment. Appreciate it. Awesome. Um, Spol- great. Suppose, suppose my favorite coach. So I'm not, I'm not going to criticize him. He's also stubborn. Newsflash All great coaches are stubborn.
2: I, I got another newsflash <laughs>
1: for you. All
2: coaches are stubborn,
1: whether they're yeah. great or not. The great ones just have stuff to fall back on to justify right.
2: it. Right. <laughs> um, should
3: great ones you say
1: this
2: to say this is why i'm stubborn and the bad ones you say this is what you were stubborn about the bad ones
1: the bad ones let you second guess them at a much higher level
3: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals
1: Should we get to voicemails real quick? I think we should. We got some good it. calls here. Timmy, let's do it. What's up, guys? Uh, I just feel
2: bad for the Warriors at this point, especially like the core. It's so clear that they really like to try to have fun, and the margin of error is so thin. They just, if they
1: want to win, they just can't have fun. Like this whole Steve Kerr hit and singles thing is just not who Steph, Clay, and Draymond are. Want to be, they want to throw that risky push ahead pass. They want to try to hit that bounce pass through. That's what gets them going. And in order to win, they're going to have to slog through playing unfun basketball. And I don't know if they can do it. I don't know if they want to do it. And this team as currently constructed won't let them get that little margin of error they need to play the way they want to play. It just sucks to fucking watch. It's interesting. It's an interesting point. So like, I feel like let, let me sum up my interpretation of his call. Okay. You're not as talented as you've been in the past, so you can't fuck around as much and you have to play smarter the whole way.
2: Um, yes, I agree with what you're saying. Um, (laughs) I think that is evident. I disagree with the part of that Steve Kerr is like forcing them to hit singles. Um, The Warriors lead the league in three-pointers attempted and three-pointers made. So they're not shooting them incredibly well. They're shooting them well, but not incredibly well. Um, Did you see Steve do that last game? He
1: loves – he's single. He signals single. No, I didn't see that. He's trying to – so it's become a thing. He's trying to imply to his team – Take the single. You don't need a home run. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jordan. I don't need the the triple, has he step back from 28? Well, I mean, the, he is the one guy, right? Yeah. I mean, but it, also Steph and other guys. And like, obviously, Steph is allowed to do that because he's Steph Curry. And I mean, I really shouldn't have to explain to listeners why he's allowed to. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like the general concept is like the team loves to make the home run play yes. to get the crowd ooing and awing. And he's just like, just play simple, guys. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's the something. Single.
2: The there is something inherent to this kind of goes to like the joy uh, specifically with Steph, but also with Draymond that like there are there are going to be turnovers, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to get greatness, but coming with that greatness, part of that is the turnovers offensively. Um, that has been a thing that has been inherent. That is why Steve Harris, Steve Kerr's hair is whatever color it is now is because he wants to like it's gray and pull it out because it drives him nuts but some of that is built into how the Warriors play. They pass more, right. For whatever reason, even when, even when Steph's mom yells at him and finds him, he will make the one arm swing pass. That's never going away. It's not (laughs) particularly effective, but kind of like when Draymond crosses the line with physicality and with emotion, Mm -hmm. you can't get the good and separate the stuff you don't like. It's the same way with Steph. And it's probably, it's the same way with Jordan pool too. Like, if you, if you neuter those guys, you're not going to get the good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of what it is. And it's what it's been for years and years and years. But to your point, they're not as talented as they've been. Well, to me, it's – um, and and we can get to this a little bit. But, like, the big thing is I don't think they have as
1: much defensive talent as they used to. Because usually, like, if you break down the Warriors' philosophy to the core, it's like defend – move the ball and live with Steph's creativity, you know, like Steph will handle the offense and with that will come some mind boggling stuff that sometimes you don't like, because on the other end of it, he does stuff that no one else on planet earth has ever been able to do. Um, But if we just defend, we'll be fine. You know? And I don't think they have the defensive talent they've had in the past. No, I mean, they absolutely do not. I mean, they have, and, one, they have one lineup that has the, the capability of defending, but, like, that's the problem. Just one lineup combo.
2: Yeah. Um, I have said for a long time, like, people have always seen the Warriors' uh, offense, right, and, and all the Splash Brothers and all the fireworks mm. and thought that's what it was. The reason the Warriors have win all the time or have in the past is because there will be a stretch at some point during the game where the warriors turn your water off. Period. They just there's a 2 or 3 or 4 or 5 minute stretch where the warriors turn your water off mm-hmm. and they're going to keep making shots. The warriors will still make shots and at some point you're just not going to score. And those 4 minute stretches, often they were in the third quarter at at, at Chase and at Oracle, the warriors are going to put 16 on you and you're going to what Denver did to the Warriors today basically. Yeah. If so it's going to be a stretch where the Warriors turn your water If they're feeling off it, they it's a
1: 20 to 2 run. Right.
2: And it's but very that was, hard that was to all because NBA
1: of the NBA team. The exactly. offense was
2: the same. That They would yeah. just have a period where the Warriors would turn your water off. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, let's get to the next one, Tim. Hey, guys. I want to talk Caruso. Um, I totally agree with Andy and Sam that uh, Caruso would be a really good fit with the team. And I think, I think those people agree with that. Um, and I, I, I see a knock on Caruso being, well, he's redundant uh, because we have Dante, well, the reality is Dante's going to leave this offseason because I think he's playing really well. So we would have Caruso, I think, for another year after that. I think he has two years left on his contract. So, um, I mean, feel free. If, I, if I'm wrong about that, don't air this, but I'm pretty sure he has two years left. <laughs> so, like, you know, thinking in the future, that's another reason to go for Caruso. Thanks, guys.
1: First off, appreciate yes. the call. Second off, you're not wrong. Third, wrong. third off, even if you're wrong, we'd lie um no uh all right let's talk caruso we are actually we're less than seven days away from the trade deadline most of you are going to be listening to this on friday so we are six days away from the trade deadline and I, let, let me ask you a big picture
2: question first okay do you how spicy do you think this trade deadline is getting um i think it is going to be spicy um i think it's going to require somebody to kind of break the dam and set the market because the market got out of what a first round pick is worth got out of whack over just, the summer. Just, just blame Rudy Gobert, please. I mean, we, we can blame him for COVID. We can blame him for, <laughs> <laughs> we can blame him for, uh, for messing up the you trade killed the
1: dynasty. You can't guard the warriors, but you killed their trade chances. Uh,
2: so I think, I think it will get spicy, uh, but I think somebody <laughs> is going to have to take the first plunge. Uh, okay. First. Um, as it relates to Caruso, yeah, the uh, the caller was correct. He's this year and next year, and then in 24, I think it's 24-25, um, he has a partial guarantee for uh, for that season. So, right, was it, is that team or a player option? Uh, it's a par- it every- just a partial guarantee. So, okay. he, I was he's say, guaranteed- every team
1: on earth would pick that up at that rate.
2: No, so it's not it's not a team either. It's it's up to the team. Either the, uh, he's making like nine something, they can waive him and pay him three million, or keep him and pay him nine.
1: So so for all intents and purposes, if you were to trade for him, you could have him at a discounted rate relative to his production for the next two and a half years. Correct. Two seasons after this.
2: Three playoffs, theoretically. Um, Pretty pretty attractive deal. Caruso is a damn good player. Um, I think he would fit. Meant to play for the Warriors. I think he would fit well with the Warriors. Um, Basketball IQ, good moving the ball. Um, Excellent defender. He has he has experience. Right, won won the title with the Lakers in the bubble, so has played in big games. Has that kind of is not. It started in the clinching game, in fact. So I don't think you know those playoff moments that the Warriors thrive on. I don't think those would be too big for him. Um, there is something strange about it, though. He's a really good defense. You know what? He's kind of like a bigger uh, Dante, a better defensively, not as good offensively because he's just a or, connector or, or a smaller Andre Iguodala. The that's a better yeah you know what that's a better that's a better comparison because ac's a decent he can shoot it a little bit yeah but he's, he's not just, a shooter he's just he's just incredibly hesitant right you'll see games where he plays you know 26 minutes or something like that has three assists and five rebounds and a couple steals and a block and he's like one for three from the floor two points Um he's
1: very he's, he's very godolish on offense yeah. Um, and it's to be seen if he has the Iguadala like troll gene where he'll randomly hit three threes in a big game. You know, <laughs> like I don't know how else to put it. Like Andy and I always talk about it. It's like, all right, you can point to all the negative things, but like if it's a game seven, uh, Andre's putting the shots up if he needs so to them up. Uh, you, you know, you're doing your Max Kellerman. Give me Iguadala. <laughs> Look, man, give me enough big games without. Look, actually, I'll be clear with it. I'm watching a lot of Non igadala play these days. It makes me it makes me romanticize the Igadala.
2: That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yes, but I think that's a better comparison. Um, AC's is a damn good player, um, and would fit, he's the kind of guy that would fit anywhere out outside of the fact that he's a not particularly willing shooter. Um, he would be. He's a great fit for the Warriors. My only this isn't even a negative Caruso
1: thing. It's more of a con comment on the Warriors current roster. Yeah. Um Dante's good enough for a backup guard role. Yeah. What they really need is a 3 4 man who's um a bigger wing, you know. Basically, an auto portal replacement, someone who's six eight, six nine, who can do Warriors things, ideally he has athleticism. I know Otto didn't, but like that sort of thing. Um, Caruso upgrades their talent and helps them, but like he doesn't address those things. You're still just kind of like going to be playing Wiggins and Clay at the four, and you can be really small. So, right. I mean, um,
2: these are Steve not says, reasons Steve's to not acquire him if you can get him, but you know, Steve, Steve I think it was today, maybe yeah. it was last night, said like. I view clay as a three, four, not a two, three. Um, so I guess so, but like the warriors have four guards and they're all pretty good. You know, they have Steph and pool and even it's not and the clay, position of weakness. So.
1: Yeah. If you were to look at the roster guards, not the position of weakness. Well, no matter how good Caruso is, how much he fits everything they do. And the team control is very attractive for a team who's over the cap. Like at least, you know, you got like this rotation piece, who connects everything and kind of makes everyone better for the next couple of years? Um, not the perfect fit, but hey man, no, it also
2: save it'll save it'll save Joey Joey years some money, right? Because yeah, exactly,
1: yeah.
2: I mean, if that basically financially, I mean, you're not trading Kaminga, so financially, that basically has to be Wiseman, who's guaranteed 12 million next year. Caruso's at nine, like, okay, it's only a three million dollar right difference, right <laughs> but with the tax. For the tax purposes, it's much bigger than three million dollar difference. And you have to figure out with Wiseman, are you extending him? Which sure, is a decision sure. I don't know how to make at this point, also, so it saves you from that. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next call. Hey guys, my name is Greg, aka G Money, aka Greg Hero. And I was calling this Suicide Hotline, I mean the Light Years Hotline, just to uh, you know, just talk about how you know, it's just same shit, different day. This was an expected loss, so it doesn't really care as much. But still, uh, Wiggins has been selling ever since he came back from injury. He's been playing drunk every day. Well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, one,
1: I appreciate the goon creativity. Yeah. Love you all. You know, keep them coming through. Um, I we, we did hit on Wiggins a little earlier, so I kind of wish we'd
2: saved it for after that call. But... Um, I don't That's frustrating. I don't, I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't know what to make of him. No, so here, this is the like a big picture thing that's not related to Wiggins specifically, but games like tonight mm-hmm. are why you can't lose yesterday, why you can't lose to sure. Charlotte, why you can't lose to Detroit twice, why you Just can't get swept Orlando by Detroit and Orlando.
1: Like, you told me a preseason they
2: would get swept by Detroit and Orlando. I would. I don't know. Probably, probably Orlando I think it's my favorite team in the NBA to watch that like I don't cover or talk about or follow like I needed I need, a, I, need to, I need NBA the worst to make a Orlando.
1: trade with Orlando because Orlando has nothing but front court players Yeah, they have, and no, they have no like guards. eight six ten Zero, seven, three guys. zero guards they're yeah. literally like if you yeah, want zero to trade like if you wanted to trade Jordan Poole Orlando
2: is the perfect spot. I mean, need... can I interest you in a lightly used Mo Bamba? Because I can promise you he's quite available. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting higher. I want to, I want to, I want
1: to. Jonathan Isaac, uh, maybe a Do Bull you? Bull. Are you I'm, sure I'm, Jonathan a, Isaac is shooting
2: guy.
1: higher? Yes, that you can defend.
2: Yeah, but he also. I mean, it's been
1: years. It's been four games, but I feel confident. Now we'll okay. see, we'll see. But like your but your point stands. Like there's a plethora of options. We could debate them all. You know, I'd like, I would Wend- like. They're my Carter. favorite team
2: to watch. I want them. I want fun. them to start. They're like. I want them to start five seven footers, and they're not that far from it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're right there. Um, let's get to the next call.
2: I mean, at this point, like, just trade the core and start their rebuild. Like <laughs> uh, you just waste, you're holding your hostage now. You're holding the core hostage with this like two timeline plan. Ah, second point Stop. is
3: that like, a man. I don't think
2: Steve has done a good job coaching this year. Like, if he told me, Eric spoke had this roster, like I guarantee.
1: Ah, my man, my man, love you, but we can't go there. Can't, <laughs> can't, can't go there the whole way. Trade the core uh, for what? No, nah, bunch already of draft you. picks I will, to build I will around not, the young not, guys that ent- aren't working. I will not entertain this I'm I'm fully happy signing up for a season of clay shooting 30 percent while they get while they go 20 and 62 at this stage I'm I'm willing to live with that we're we're not doing that right now by the way I thought I would get that this season given his start to the season but oh uh, oh let's let's leave it at this I want to ask you this this will be really quick okay um no second warrior on the all-star team yeah. Not particularly surprised. Did right. any all-star snub surprise you?
2: Yeah, I mean. Uh, the Jaron Jackson Jr. being there is kind of difficult to to defend. Uh because he hasn't played more than A D and Zion. Um
1: right. So if so the
2: bar is if the bar is those guys aren't. Right, playing and they both finished. They finished. They finished. Uh, they were like right there with, um, uh, in in terms of uh, the fan voting, were like way ahead of him. I, yeah, I just Jared no, Jackson Jr. If, if, may if, win if, Defensive Player of the Year, and he probably should. But like, I, yeah, I'm. Um, with I was you. surprised. I, 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 I was surprised Julius them... made it from the Knicks. I was surprised Randall made it. Um, I didn't think either of the Knicks belonged, but. Well, my whole thing is, and this drives me insane. Um,
1: I can understand a Nick making the all-star team. It's not like a mandatory, like in my heart, like, oh God, they're the seven seeds. Got to get him an all-star, you know? Um, but if I was to pick a Knicks player to be an all-star, I feel like Jalen Brunson is an obvious choice. Uh, I feel like everything revolves around him. He's kind of like the heart of the team um also just the best player on the team in general yes. Yes. so that's the other one and i felt the same way about the sacramento kings i think sabonis is a really good player um i think he's had a really good season but it, and the sacramento kings absolutely do deserve an all-star
2: i would have picked Aaron. yes i would have, i would have picked Aaron fox not and not harry b no 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 love for harry b
1: my guy is just the quintessential professional, but he's not an all-star.
2: I think, I think they also need to, um, I mean, this is always a conversation, but kind of just do away with the position thing. Sure. Like, you know, the, the Embiid, the Embiid not starting thing. I, there's an argument for the guys that are starting ahead of him. Um, But yeah, if you're going to pick the five best
1: players in the East, sorry, four of whom were frontcourt players this year, right? And
2: and plus, I mean, like, they're not playing... Like, I don't care about creating a team because it's not East versus West anyway. Sure. So who cares? It's going to sort itself out because I assume KD's not going to play, so MB, it'll be a starter. But, like, we can get get rid of that because we're not playing East versus West anyway. So get rid of the positions. You know, I... I think it is going to be interesting if there is an injury replacement in the West, you know, like where does AD should probably be in that group of first people. I mean, because he, he was maybe the best player in the NBA for a short stretch, uh, but he's been damn good. Stop, so stop. <laughs> <laughs> I said it, a very short stretch, but yeah, I just like, I don't get the Jordan, I mean, Jordan Poole's been the best player in the NBA certain nights. So. He, yeah, he, looked, he may have been the best player in the NBA for the past, I mean, the last, whatever, 15 or 20 games of last season. Yeah. Anyway. um, It's all-star.
1: It is what it is. Aaron, I appreciate yes, you, my man. My pleasure. We'll be back.